the editor's voice is like, you're not as good as you think you are. Or you're not as good as these other people are telling you, you know? I'm afraid to put a picture out there for possible sale. And I think the worst thing about that would be not to get any feedback and for it just to sit there and not sell. <laughs> it's not just a rejection of my work, it's a rejection of me. That's Angela Schneider. She's a marketing manager from Washington and a listener to the show. In September, she sent me a tweet saying this, struggling to find confidence to do anything with my side project photography, maybe because I've been beaten so much as a writer. Now I had to know more about what that meant. So I reached out and I wanted to know why do so many people feel beaten down with their creative craft? I've been there. Have you? Have you? And why do so many of us also struggle with the confidence in our skills and our projects to ship it? So I set up a call with Angela and we dove into her side project. And, and by that, I really mean we both went really deep into the recesses and the scariest corners of our creator brains. It's been so long since I first held a camera in my hand. I picked it up in high school. Um, I don't know whether I just, it's, it's very, I don't know. Man, she didn't say much there, but she said a ton at the same time, no? Angela began taking photos for her high school yearbook years ago. Shortly after starting, she attended a conference to learn more about photography. I just didn't stop taking pictures after that. As she entered the real world, she got a job as a sports journalist where, at a small local newspaper, she started taking photos as well as writing. I really loved being able to capture the action in sports photography. You know, you get that one shot where you can see the logo on the puck. I'm Canadian, so, you know, hockey. Um, <laughs> and uh, you get that one shot and it's like, yeah, that, that feels so awesome. Over time, she left that paper for a different publication in a different city. And that meaningful craft suddenly felt much more like a monotonous chore. It started to feel like a burden having to go and do, we call them executions at dawn. Because you just line them up and shoot them. And gripping grins, you know, people just standing there against a wall accepting a certificate or ribbon cutting pictures. It's like, that's the stuff that really takes the creativity out of photography. In the years that followed, she kept writing and kept taking photos. But like so many people working at small local print papers, she got laid off. She worked her way into marketing where she still does a decent amount of writing as a content marketer for a manufacturing company. And her love of photography has now become a side project. Not to mention a source of tons of existential ups and downs. It's been happening for several years. And, you know, I, I will put my photos up in a safe place on you know my Facebook page or I will show them to my husband. His mother loves all of the pictures that I take. People tell me they're beautiful pictures. I have such a good eye. I, I take pictures at neat angles. I find cool things to take pictures of. And, and that all makes me feel really good. But there's that part of my brain that says, oh, these are just friends and family and they're just blowing smoke up my ass.
I think maybe we feel this deep sense of ownership over what we create because we recognize that you really can't separate the creator from what's created. And when you open yourself up to the judgment of others or the possibility of failure in that reality, well, that can be really friggin' scary. Putting one of my pictures out there for approval or rejection or feedback or criticism, it is very much putting a part of myself out there because I'm saying, this is what I found beautiful. This is what I found to be that moment in time for me. And I'm opening myself up to you and your opinion on whether that exists. I think to be creative is to be an exposed nerve at all times. You're constantly empathetic and sensitive to the world around you because if you weren't, you wouldn't be able to synthesize all that stuff together and send something back out. You'd also struggle to trigger any emotions in others if you yourself can't recognize and get familiar with those kinds of feelings. And I'm not sure that I've found a place where I can accept anything negative and go, okay, I can deal with this. Interesting. And yes, because everything that I create, I get very attached to as a person, but I'm curious about why you phrased it that way, where it's it's not just a rejection of your photos, it's a rejection of you. I'm going to get all deep here. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm thinking I might need a session with my therapist after this. <laughs> Today is content creation therapy, you and me. Right? <laughs> Well, I think as a creative person, it's, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word responsibility, but it's, it, it, it's a part of the creative process to put yourself out there and, and to be willing to have people accept or reject you and yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where to go with that, but you know, we are, as creative people, we have to be willing to put ourselves out there to face the acceptance or rejection. Otherwise, what are we doing it for? So why is it, uh, why haven't you? I think it's very well articulated, but how come you're still hesitant? It's, it's, um, I guess it's just that willingness to take a chance on that piece of myself. And I think, you know, if we, if we really want to go deep into it, I've faced a lot of rejection in the last five years from job interviews. And it may be that I'm just not willing to be rejected. Who do you take those photos for? For myself, mostly, because the journeys on which I go are necessary for me to detach from the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, those just those those moments where you need to get away because the pictures that I take are of abandoned barns and um, old homesteads that haven't been lived in for 50, 60 years and wheat fields and sunsets and And are other people telling you to take those uh no no not at all so how do you know that those are the photos you're supposed to be taking exactly (laughs) 
give me one example of a photo you're proud of. Oh gosh, it I have this old schoolhouse. It's a one-room schoolhouse that's on Highway 2 in Douglas County of Washington State. And I just hit it at the right moment with the sun setting behind it. And if you've ever seen a western prairie sunset where the sky is on fire, it will blow your mind. The oranges and the pinks that are, are behind this school that I that I got in silhouette. I, I just I love this picture to death. I just And, and, I, and I've had a really big enlargement made of it, and I haven't even put it up in my house. So the words that you use, I think, are very important. So I love this. I feel this. I wanted to. Uh, even the word want is kind of coming from within. And then you get to that moment where someone else is saying, hey, you could sell this to other people. And now all of a sudden, you're, <laughs> yeah. Total fear. <laughs> <laughs> Total fear. And 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 I, and I know that um, if any of my friends are going to listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, what? You're afraid of something? You're an idiot. I know that's not the Angela we know, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it is. Would you do this photography project if you knew that it wouldn't get you any results, no praise from others and no, certainly no sales? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm still going, if I never create a business out of this, if I never sell a single print, I'm still going to do this because it brings me joy. Exactly. And I feel like, oh man, this is really interesting. So I create this show and share it with others and want people to love it. And I want it to build a business for myself. But at the same time, I find such joy in the process. I find such joy in talking to you and teasing out deeper meaning behind both of our projects as we talk and teasing out meaning alone when I go and script all of my episodes and market the show and all those things. I'm just doing this process that I so love and, uh, and I think when you do a process you love because you love your craft, you would do it in a vacuum. Like it's not, I don't care. Like the results to me are like a bonus. Totally. I just did this one project um, where I went out to a farm, a homestead in the middle of nowhere, Washington state to meet these people that are you know, rejecting city life and um, they're using the Marema sheepdog to guard their goats and sheep and what have you. And, and um, I'm on my second Marema sheepdog and they're an amazing, amazing dog. So I, I wanted to go out and see Marema sheepdogs in action as guardian dogs. And the response that I got from Marema sheepdog owners around the world was just amazing. And, you know, this one woman went on and, and made a comment on the website and, you know, she had just lost her dog and she's very much in the space where I have been for two years since losing my first Marema and, you know, it's like a hole. So to get that reaction, it, it's much like you write about on your website where 
the feedback that you get from people means everything to you. And it's like, yeah, I'm never going to stop doing this as long as I can because I'm able to tell a story, whether it's with words or my camera, and bring some meaning about that moment to other people. So that leaves us with one really hairy question, maybe as hairy as a sheepdog. Um, <laughs> and I have to ask it, and we should try to answer it together, which is, well, if all of that's the case, everything we just outlined, how do you get over that fear of, of sharing what you do, your art, with someone else? Um, yeah, I think that's the million dollar question. And I think you just, it, it sounds so cliched, but you, you just do it. You just have to find that, that brief moment of courage and, and put it out there. Did I nail it? Did I tell the whole story? Did I get it right? Because I have that editor in the back of my head going, well, you missed this part. You didn't get to the nut of the story. Da, 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 da. And I think you need to look back at that editor in your head and say, you know what? You might be right. And I don't care because I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it for your publication. And all you need is to basically you go through this existential process of like feeling a project deep in your bones, right? Like whether you're sitting there and reflecting on it in a moment of peace or as you're picking up that camera, there's something about the way it feels in your hand and you see that sunset coming up and you feel that wind on your back and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world. And it just sort of happens to you, whether, whether you're teasing it out proactively or it just hits you you got this like meaning in it and how dare other people take that away from you when all they're really doing is blocking you from that one little flick of your wrist. I'm going to publish it. I'm going to send it. I'm going to put it out in the world. And it's like, how dare other people who don't know what you're going through, who don't know the project that you so love the way you know that project, how dare they prevent you from feeling all of that meaning and emotion and tell you that it's not good enough when really they're only sitting on that thin little line between it being just for you and out in the world, right? Like they're not a part of the whole journey. They're just kind of standing there at the end. And it's sort of like, you just need, I think you said it so well, it's this tiny little singular moment, like less than a second long of courage to just get it out in the world. You know, I'm just getting back to that as we talk through, I'm just getting back to that place where maybe I don't want to sell my pictures maybe I don't want it to feel like an obligation because then it will be a job and, and I'll lose that passion that made me give up photography back in the nineties when I had to do it. And I had to take those stupid executions at dawn and grips grip and grin pictures. And, and I started to hate my camera and I gave up all my gear. And you know, when I, when I get that one shot, it's like, okay, that, that is somebody's awesome moment and it's like yeah it feels good to tell somebody else's story or tell that moment in time and and have it perpetuate on into the endless ether we've ventured really far from the comfort of absolutes on this show and we'll keep traveling further past them but i think that's what makes us find meaning as creators it's a struggle but it's a fulfilling one we dance between all kinds of conflicting thoughts. 
We're doing this for us. No, it's for others. It's an art. No, science. No, both. And all that nuance, all that gray area gets held inside of one person's brain. And that's what leads Angela to possess and lack confidence all at the same time. It's what causes her to both love and dread her craft. So while those around us might be comfortable obsessing over the one way, the hack, the trick, the best practice, we constantly grapple with the dualities within ourselves. That's what makes our work great in the end. The willingness to accept the messiness of what we do. And that is unthinkable. Now here's your chance to be part of Angela's journey and the unthinkable journey overall. I would love it if you could email me your thoughts and your words of encouragement or advice to Angela. I'll make sure she gets those things. You can email me at jjay at unthinkable.fm. She did us a solid favor here. She let me tell her story when she was in the middle of the struggle. That's some really awesome generosity and vulnerability that she was willing to share with us. So I think we owe her something in return. And remember, we've all been where she is. So be gentle, be honest, give her some encouragement and give her your feedback. Email me those messages at j at unthinkable.fm. I'll pass them along. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in a week.